On this episode of the Packet of Pod, we talk about whooping up on them giants out in New Jersey. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram at Packers Podcast and Twitter at Packers Pod. And with that, let's go pack. Third down and five. Rogers, same side. And this time, it's in the hands of Lazard. Incredible play. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. Big Z kept hitting Jones like a bong. Oh my God, is that Lazard's song? Jones giving away balls like Lance Armstrong. Rogers throwing TDs all day long. Still stringing MVS along. Pack it up, Packers podcast. Yo, did not expect to hear a Lance Armstrong reference on this. Yes. That's what we do. We uh, (laughs) we throw in one balled folks uh when we can but this is ryan <laughs> joined as always by josh and dan hello gents hey 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 guys wanted to take a quick second too just at the top of the podcast before we talk about the beatdown on the giants the fourth quarter beatdown uh we just had a recent uptick in listeners so i wanted to thank everyone real fast for finding us and giving us a listen uh we're just three avid packer fans originally from waukesha wisconsin right outside milwaukee but we're all transplants now uh, so we wanted to give everyone an option. We know there's many, many, many Packers podcasts out there. Uh, we wanted to be one that's a little more lighthearted and fun and doesn't take an hour out of every day for you to stay to, up to speed with the Packers. So it's it's simply just that. We uh, hope to release a review of every game by Tuesday, be hitting your feed, and then preview each game most often on Thursday, sometimes Friday. Um, so give us a like, follow, rate, and review us, subscribe. That's how we get traction. So when other people type in Packers uh, pack it up. Packers pod comes up a little faster. Uh, so appreciate you guys listening and uh, we'll jump into the review. Amen. So let's cut MVS, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad for him. He Perfect just, transition. Man, did we really expect Geronimo is going to be the third option? Am I the only one that's anti Geronimo? No, I'm anti Geronimo. I, I was anti Geronimo until these last five weeks, where I I know MVS might be hurt. He it's just he's a liability. Like, what good does he do out there? Um, I'm glad at least Lazard got some playing time and showed up. Like he always freaking does. As much as we joke about it, Alien Lizard always <laughs> scoring points. Three catches for a hundred and three yards, starting off the game with a bang. Uh, Lazard is for sure our number two. No one's debating that. Uh, Geronimo out there as number three. He's the behind the the line of scrimmage ball catcher for us. I thought MVS would give us this option to stretch the field, but it looks like that's going to be Lazard. So I I don't know what's happening with this wide receiver depth chart, but maybe we have two legit options after today. Yeah, and MVS just looks lost again. Even at the end of the game when he was supposed to run a simple out route, didn't run a simple out route. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Get I off mean, the MVS. <laughs> man, it, it just stinks. You, you you think you have something, and then he just completely falls off the wagon. I mean, what happened? Can we'll I take... say something nice about Geronimo? Ooh, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> he has, and it started from a very, very low point, his blocking has definitely picked up. It used to be an absolute devastating to watch him do whatever the hell he was trying to do on the outside. Week after week, you can tell he's spending time working on that, and I greatly appreciate it. Yeah. The only I, reason is because he's dropping the ball so much, he's afraid he's going to get his <laughs> ass oh cut. Oh, my goodness. Today. 
I think that's the only reason he's out there is is he's uh, assignment sound, and they may be having some issues with MVS on some of that stuff. So it is what it is. It was still a great game. I, you know, the final score was close to what we were hoping for, a, a, you know, a double-digit victory, 31-13 Packers. It was all mostly a late pull away. It was a hot start, and then we left a minute for longer than anyone was hoping. Uh, but we were talking before we hit record. Although the final score was 31-13, Rodgers had four touchdowns. It, it really didn't feel like one of those games that you'll remember years from now. I was like, oh, remember Rodgers' four-touchdown performance in the snow? It felt a little sloppier than the statistics show. I mean, I'm glad we won. Uh, you know, it was a solid one. We did everything we needed to do to beat the Giants. Um, but if we play like this against top competition come playoff time, we, we will be in trouble. Uh, we couldn't establish a run game. Uh, you know, we still had seven penalties for 54 yards, which isn't great. Some of them are bogus, you know, but... Um, we need to cut back on those. We still had two false starts at least or one at least. I know for sure. Um, but yeah, we, we got to clean up the sloppy play. The special team still isn't great. Um, it, I mean, if you want to win in the postseason, you, those small things matter massively come the postseason. Um, so it, it was good to see a turnaround for the offense, but there's still a long way to go. Hey, and let's give a shout out to T. Smith. Getting one punt return for three yards. We were in the positive, baby. For today. I mean, (laughs) we're still negative, but. Yeah, overall season average, still negative, but we we did positive yards today. Could you imagine if we lost that fumble, though? I mean, come on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we, we, to Josh's point on the run game, uh, pretty frustrating. We haven't been able to get Aaron Jones going. He had 11 rushes for 18 yards, uh, and he actually has an, a long of nine, just reading the box score. So that means 10 rushes went for the other nine yards. Um, he did have a couple catches out of the backfield, but nothing was really able to break loose. And, you know, I didn't see anything specific from the from the offensive line. I didn't think the Giants were going to put up much of a fight you know, from a defensive standpoint overall, but in the run game specifically, um, you know, Balaga absolutely gutted out a performance today in a, in a game that a lot of us didn't think he was going to be playing in, but that, that run game's got to get going as we make this stretch, not just into the playoffs, but gearing up for that showdown against the Vikings in a few weeks. That looks like it's going to have some importance for the division and some playoff seeds and possibly a buy or some home field advantage. We're going to have to get a run game going, and I don't see where it's coming from right now. Jamal Williams had a nice job closing out the game. He got a lot of carries late in the fourth after picking up a lead. But after you're up you know, 15, 16 points, I'm not taking so much weight in what you're doing at that point in the game. To go back to the wide receivers in the passing game, you know, one thing that I love that we did this game was go over the middle. Um, I, I know, Dan, you had some stat that you wanted to bring up about it, but I was so excited to see them finally succeed over the middle. So I'm hot and cold on this. Uh, so I saw it, it felt better during the game. It, it felt like we were using the middle of the field. And then I saw Rob Domofsky at the end of the game tweeted out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers went 11 for 12 for 170 yards and three touchdowns between the numbers on the field. So down the middle. Um, so, yeah, they took advantage of it. They used some play action. They they used, um, you know, their their tight ends a little bit. I guess I was going to say they used their tight ends, but not not really. <laughs> Um, but the frustrating part, the, the part that I still can't get over is the amount of times that we throw these flare routes that are at the line of scrimmage or behind them. 
you know, overall Rodgers has two interceptions this year and both weren't his fault. But if it's at the expense of these useless flare routes being thrown 10 times a game, I just don't understand that part of the Packers offense. And it looks like it wasn't a McCarthy play call. It looks like it's a Rodgers check where he throws that immediately thinking it's similar to a run. But at least run your slot receiver or your running back more in a bubble type route where you can get him the ball and he's looking downfield already and he can make a move. But when he's facing the wrong way to make the catch, A, the the pass has to be pinpoint perfect from an accuracy perspective. B, your receiver is facing the opposite end zone when he makes the catch and has no idea where the defenders are. And C, we never pick up yards on it. Why do we keep doing it? Yeah, I mean, and I'm surprised they just don't do that quick arrow route with the running backs instead of always flaring out to the outside. Like, why aren't they coming over the middle really quick and just dumping it off, you know, right behind the linebackers or in front of them and sprinting down the middle of the field? Um, It's open, um, especially with all the play action that we set up. I mean, we're running the ball up the middle left and right. So, uh, yeah, I I, I don't get it either. It doesn't make much sense. There's they're succeeding in other ways uh, way more often um, and they definitely need to back off the. I would love rounds. to hear I would love to hear a reporter uh, jump in and ask LaFleur in a postgame interview and say, hey, there, you were eight for eight on flare out uh, completion, you know, flare out attempts. You were eight for eight for a total of six yards. You know, are, are those part of the offense or are those checks by your quarterback? Ooh, and just see and just that see would be good. That would be good. Because they're useless. I, I get that it were one for one in the completion percentage, but outside of that, I'd, I'd love to see them get a little more creative and use the middle of the field, which Rodgers rarely does. It's the reason we never have successful tight ends. Uh, but today we use the middle of the field and four passing touchdowns later. So maybe they got some film to show Aaron and say, stop throwing these useless uh, flare routes. Can I okay, ask a- why we don't use Vitaly more often? Like, I just want to see a quick handoff to him, especially with how much we kind of goof around um, right right in the red zone from like one yard away. But it's just it seems so weird to me that we have this big boy and we get to this these parts of we're on the one. And then all of a sudden we drop all the way back to third and goal from the 17 because we just can't figure out what the hell we're doing. Can we just hand it off real quick to him? I'm surprised. I don't know what his stats are for the season, but I don't know if he's gotten a single handoff. I know that's being ticky-tacky, but I would just love to see formations that we involve him more often when we're on the one. Well, forget handoffs. What about lead blocking? I mm. mean, he, he's not even in there for lead blocking for these backs anymore. Well, um, his I mean, lead blocking hasn't been great. I mean, no, it's not great, but you got to give the man a chance to even see if it's going to work. Um, and we know he can get open in the passing game um, and he does get his chances uh, in the passing game. They haven't been great chances, but he does get a chance here and there. Um, but I totally agree. He's a he's a, a weapon that we haven't really found out how to use and where to put. Um, and I think if we could even get him two, three touches a game, that that'll help um, take a little pressure off the running backs. Maybe we're saving them for the playoffs. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> all the goal line stands. That's all you had to say. But if, uh, you, if you look at who might be in charge of this offense, didn't you find uh, the amount of attention that Rodgers gave to Mercedes Lewis today was pretty interesting? He gave him at least three or four attempts to to get that touchdown catch, and he finally got what what few people probably know if you didn't read the Match Nineman article off of The Athletic from, I think, two weeks ago now. Um, Rodgers had yet to throw a touchdown to Mercedes Lewis. 
And, uh, you know, he, he was able to name at the end of this long article that was really well written, but, uh, I guess for a backstory, Steinman asked Aaron Rodgers uh, in the locker room, you've thrown a touchdown to 37 different receivers. Can you name them? And the competitiveness in Aaron Rodgers came out and it was really well written where you almost felt like you were in the locker room, you know, with the competitive spirit of all these athletes around you trying to figure out who the 37 were. And they finally got to it. Um, but he realized he hadn't thrown to one, thrown one to Mercedes Lewis in the process of this uh, countdown to 37. So he goes, oh, I got to get him one. <laughs> and there was at least two or three attempts today where you could tell he was highlighting him saying, I got to get you one of these touchdowns. So they finally did. And uh, hopefully he can check that off the box that we had all four tight ends active today, though. And it, they were all being well, Sternberger maybe wasn't used that much, but Tanyan was in there quite a bit. Who's going to become. You know, let, let's say we've got a drive in the playoffs where we need to go down and get a touchdown at the end of a game. Who's the tight end we're trusting in there? I would say Mercedes Lewis. I, I like how he runs routes. I like his physicality and his ability to block. Um, but I mean, honestly, I, I was all in on Tanyan at the beginning of the season, um, but he, he just really hasn't taken that next step and, and has, has been making some mistakes in the past couple of weeks. Um you know, that he shouldn't be making holding offsides uh, or false starts. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would hope Mercedes Lewis sees some more action. He's playing really well this year. He's dropped the weight. Um, I hope he sees the field a lot more. As we were talking about tight ends performing, I, I blacked out because I thought we were talking about our defense trying to stop one and knew <laughs> that that wasn't going to happen. So, uh, I, yeah, I'd put my I love the fact that Mercedes Lewis is on this team, but. At this point, I just hope we can stop the opposing tight ends rather than us perform. But Amen. with that, <laughs> with that, thank you, No Ingram. Uh, thank you, No Golden <laughs> Tate. Uh, thank you, defense, for coming together and, and really controlling Saquon Barkley. He had around 80 some rushing yards, 13 points against. Zadarius Smith was in the backfield the entire day. Mm. In uh, the secondary, uh, I love how we we were sending some very very mean Kevin King uh, texts back and forth. <laughs> he gets an interception. It's just like, oh damn you! Uh, <laughs> but it was. I thought Jair had moments where he absolutely looked fantastic. It was good to see Savage get one. So let's talk about this defense that I know they weren't necessarily playing a Giants offense that was spectacular, but they came to play and did exactly what we hoped, which was create turnovers uh, and really just kind of pressure Jones. Yeah, this played out exactly like we expected. A pass rush uh, was prevalent. Fackrell had a nice game on top of Zadarius Smith. The current box score doesn't show Zadarius having a sack, but we're all pretty sure he had one. Uh, but five quarterback pressures or quarterback hits, and then I don't know how many pressures on top of that. He was all over the field, and that, to a rookie quarterback, is is just going to uh, make him throw the ball to spots he shouldn't. So Kevin King's interception was perfectly thrown directly to Kevin King. Uh, Savage got a nice interception, and then who was the third? It wasn't Jair like I was hoping. Williams. Tremont, yeah. Tremont had a nice snag for his. Uh, but, you know, because we could create some pressure, we held Barkley. It, you know, we didn't get to see Barkley in his finest form uh, because of the snow. In, in games like this, you kind of take everything from a scouter analysis perspective with a bit of a grain of salt because you're not quite sure who's got better footing or whatnot. But you made a good point. Jair looked great out there. And in this weather, that's hard to do where you're trying to round off your cuts a little bit. So you're making sure you're not slipping and sliding and letting a long play happen. Uh, Jair was all over his guys, and he, he was playing with confidence like he always does, and that makes a huge difference. 
Totally. And I'm just going to bring up the tight end issue. You know, we still have a tight end problem. I mean, Caden Smith, a six Ooh. round. Rookie. Say it again now. Who? Yeah. <laughs> I actually for... forgot about Caden Smith when I started this spiel. Uh, he burnt us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before this game, he had a total of seven targets for 18 yards. We gave up six for 70 and one of 32. I mean, uh, we I don't know what the fix is, but they did try some new things today. Um, I hope they continue to try new things uh, because what they have been doing is not working. Um, and then, you know, I, I went and watched the, you know, because I live in Nashville and, you know, there's no couldn't watch the Packer game live. So I was watching the Baltimore 49ers game and Baltimore's game plan against Kittle. They were roughing him up, hitting him on the line, hitting him five, 10 yards downfield, even if it was illegal. But they made sure that he did not get the ball. Like, I, I still don't understand why we cannot do that in our defense. I, I, I don't know if there's limitations with, uh, with our linebackers or safeties where they can't do that. But, like, we have to get in tight ends' faces and just give them a little time in, as, uh, if, if there's zone coverage or something um, to, to see what's happening. I wonder if Petten's not willing to sacrifice the pass rush from the Smith brothers to take that second out of your pass rush to mm. to hit the tight end. But it, it but he's got to cuz Caden's yeah. Caden Smith going <laughs> 6 for 70 against us is just a sign of how we could get chewed up against these better tight ends. Both safeties had nice days though. They they don't come down and and play a tight end in press coverage like you're asking. So I think it relies on the outside linebackers to to hit him, but you're sacrificing of a bit of pass rush. But today I thought Savage did a nice job. He cleaned up some runs uh, and also made some plays in, in pass defense. And then Amos had a couple of big hits where I was you, nowadays in the NFL, you see a big hit and you're just like, Oh, please say no flag, no flag. <laughs> That's how I feel about Oren Burke. Oren Burke comes to just rip people's heads off. Like when he hits people, especially on kickoffs, it's like, holy God, he is a speeding missile when he runs on the field. And I just wish we had more of that attitude. And I think I mean, we've talked about before Goodson. I wish he'd play a little bit more. And I think we brought it up uh, to each other of <laughs> towards the yeah. end of the game. Uh, a certain Blake Martinez was not on the field. Yeah, if you guys didn't see this, passing time came for the New York Giants in the fourth quarter. And the two linebackers out there in the middle were B.J. Goodson and Orrin Burks. They pulled Martinez. And I nothing I've seen says this was related to injury. I believe this more to be uh, scouting related, some self-scouting and seeing that if we know the other team is passing, we can get Martinez off the field and be better off for it. It's not a great spot to be in with your starting middle linebacker because <laughs> you can't take him off in the first quarter on a third down. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you guys brought up Kyler Fackrell playing better. You know, not only on defense did he bring some pressure, but also on special teams. He had a couple key tackles uh, that stopped some returns uh, dead in their tracks. So, you know, overall, I'm very impressed with Kyler Fackrell, uh, how he's improved throughout the season, because he was sort of a ghost at the beginning of the season. And all of us were wondering why he was still on the team. Um, but, you know, he, he's worked hard. He's kept his head down and he's found a, he's found a slot on this team and, and a role. So at the end of the day, with all the positives and the negatives coming out of this game, it's mostly positives because when you win 31 to 13, there's a lot you can look at it with a, a good light on it. But does this game really mean anything in, until we play the Vikings? I mean, no. isn't this week and next week kind of just to get right and show us something and let's go see what happens against the Vikings? Yeah, but I love the fact that there was everybody on this defense played a factor because I'd even thought Lowry had a strong game. Kenny Clark was throwing his name around and getting hit hits in the backfield. Like 
You just needed to see, A, the offense spread the wealth, which they did. There was a whole lot of targets to a whole lot of people. And you needed to see the defense actually get tackles and be in the right position. And I think for a majority of the game, they were. So I needed this game. I know you guys need this game. I I know that it's against a team with two wins that happened in weeks three and four. But I thought this is probably in our top three most well-rounded games of like, we just did what we needed to do, which is a shame that we haven't felt that way lately. And the key thing of this game, because honestly, you know, we should have won, right? You know, this should have been an easy game like it was. Um, but we capitalized when it was gifted to us. You know, all the interceptions, they weren't really, you know, amazing interceptions, you know, but we caught the ball when it fell into our lap. Um, same with the pass rush. We weren't really getting any sacks. You know, there's not really great numbers on the stat sheet, but we are consistently rushing the passer. So, you know, even though the stats weren't there on some of the on, on some of the items, obviously it was on the turnovers. Um, but you're, you're right. Everybody just played a more complete game. In my mind, it's going to look like everybody played a more complete game because you're playing the New York Giants. So, yeah, yeah. just just get these two wins. Stay healthy. We're favored by what next week, Brian? Uh, our official unofficial bookie Bovada has his head. Minus 14. <laughs> that feels good. That feels good. We're still alive in our survivor pool we got going on. Uh, so that might be a good pick for next week when you're favored by 14. But honestly, just get out of these injury-free with a W. We'll see how good we are when we play the Vikings. I I, I have a hard time taking many takeaways from this outside of uh, MVS is non-existent now. Yeah, we gained a little momentum, you know, made ourselves feel a little better after last week's butt-whooping. And on to the next game. And the NFL has proved week in and week out that it is a league that if you don't show up and play, you will get beat. There's a reason why the Eagles fall to the Dolphins. There's a Mm -hmm. reason why you have these teams that are should by all means, other than the Bengals, should by all means roll over. And they aren't. So, yes. Is it the Giants? Yes. But you know what? There's been a there's been a lot of teams this year that have played one win, two win teams and have absolutely just hammered. Uh, so I look forward to our preview against the Redskins. I, I look forward to a potential snowy game again in Lambeau. Uh, but with that, thanks everybody. Go Pat, go. Go Pat, go.